Hi guys, welcome back. Uh, brand new week here in the room with Mermaid X. Hi everyone. Hope you, uh, oh, when this episode comes out, it's a long weekend. So hope you guys uh, have really great plans on the long, over the long weekend. Um, yeah. I'm staying in Sydney, as always. <laughs> Staycations, what we uh, what they call it. Um, but yes, thank you, long, long, long live the Queen. Thank mm-hmm. you for having a birthday, providing us with um, an extra day off. It's not actually her birthday. Uh, uh, it's, are we it's, really going to get into the, <laughs> the dates? No, no, no. There's there's a point. There's a point to why, why I said that because it's it's a tradition. Right, it's it's uh, been known all over the world that on this day, on this date, mm-hmm. when June comes, it's a long weekend and it's a Queen's birthday, but it's not her actual birthday. Um, yes. But in saying that, let's let's get into the room because that's actually our topic for this week. Great. Let's get into it. So, Hex, did you know? <laughs> did you, sounds like a trivia. Did you know that in the Philippines we wear polka dots for New Year's? Okay, like a hundred and one Dalmatians. What anything, is it? A color theme, or is it just anything polka dots? Anything with polka dots, just for New Year's. You know, you know why. It's, Why? it's been like that um, because um, every new year is obviously, you know, brand new year, fresh start, blah, blah, blah. So polka dots symbolizes um, money because it's round. So the more the more polka dots that you wear, if you wear full attire polka dots, then the, the, the assumption is you'll be luckier coming towards the mm. new year. Um, I remember my mother, uh, I think I've mentioned this to you before, like every new year we have this uh, midnight dinner Yes. Uh, before New Year's, well, on actual New Year's Eve, right? So we have a midnight dinner um, and we have uh, most of the food, most of the fruits on the table are actually round. So any kind of fruit, as long as they're round um, and they're red, uh, that's kind of my mother thought uh, you know that that will bring luck for us towards the new year and do you, like is there a service that you guys all go to wearing polka dots or is this just everyone is aware of this tradition and you just do it with your own family inside your own doors or are we all going to church <laughs> looking like this <laughs> or we're going to the streets like you know how big is this it's it's um I think it's pretty quite popular. I don't I don't know if they a lot of people are still doing it now. Maybe maybe my mother's generation is still doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we don't go into like a church service for New Year's Eve. We do that for Christmas, but we don't wear polka dots on Christmas. We just wear new clothes, you know, because that's the opportunity to show off your new clothes and new attire. <laughs> you go to church. Oh, that and, is- 
That is interesting. We're in polka dots. I can see the reasons why and having, you know, the, oh, I'll be rocking out from head to toe with polka dots. On <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean that it, it's it's going to work, right? It doesn't mean they're going to have money for the new year. But you're putting it out there, right? Because at the end of the day, we always say how big our mind is. Mm. And if you keep focus on that and bringing that positive sort of um, thinking into the new year, you know, it, it, things will go well with you. I kind of do that. Like on, mm. like this last New Year's, right? Because I moved in into my new apartment, right? So before, like before the stroke of midnight, I turned all the lights on. I turned all the windows. Uh, I, I opened most of the, not the front door, but most of the, my doors. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you know, I personally believe that, you know, you're bringing in, I want to invite, uh, what is it called? Good fortune, uh, mm-hmm. in, in my apartment. If I open the windows, if I open the doors, if there's a good looking guy that wants to come in, then I <laughs> yes. so you can let down your hair, yes. they can climb up, you know, <laughs> it's it's weird to think about it because it's a um uh, i don't know if you know but we philippines was conquered by different you know different um we were conquered by the spaniards the americans and then the chinese so the what tradition do you mean by conquered like they they invaded yes so they okay. I they think all of, of our little countries got invaded one way or the which is so sad. Because <laughs> stay in your own countries. <laughs> but it made it, the reason why I said that is because I think the polka dot idea mostly came from probably a mixture of Spanish and then Chinese. Because, you know, as you know, Chinese are very mm. traditional, right? They, and they still yeah. do, they still are. So I think the polka dots. With the red. Yeah, with the red. And the red comes from that side. And then the the Mm. circular is on the other side where they had the colorful plates and. Yeah. And money and and coins. So I think Mm. think that's a mixture of that. And that's a reflection of when the Chinese probably conquered the Philippines and they brought in, kind of influenced that culture of the Philippines as a whole. You need so, to get back into your polka dots on New Year's Eve. I want to see a photo. and We're going to share it with everyone. I don't. I, I don't think I actually own any polka dots. Polka dot underwear. <laughs> okay, Does that count? Anyone? <laughs> any of our listeners, if you're willing to donate some polka dot outfits, um, go to our website. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you have any? Do you remember any weird or interesting traditions that you? kind of you know so so to our new listeners I'm Samoan I looked into the traditions and I thought very hard on my upbringing we really don't have any weird but then again that's my culture so I wouldn't think it's weird Mm. um you know the girls are in the kitchen the boys are in the outside that you know they really split those roles when it comes to gatherings I think one tradition that we do have that stands out for Samoans is our tattoos so which is the traditional for men it's called a bear and that's from 
the knees all the way tattooed, all the way up to even um, just above their waist or higher and covering their butt cheeks, mm-hmm. everything. And it's done in the old traditional way with um, a stick and then, you know, the hand, it's not a machine. Mm. You know, you need to get someone that's um, an expert to this and the patterns all mean something in regards to your village um, and where you come from, sort of. And mm. so every every tattoo is it's not like a book that you can just choose what kind of design you want. Mm. Whoever's doing your tattoo will design it towards your family and where you came from. Mm. And then with the ladies, our ones are called a malu, which is from our knees to our upper thigh. Um, yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest traditions that we have. It's, it's something that you, when people take it, is because you are now really diving into the culture. You've got the respect of the culture traditions. Um, you have proven your spot within the family and extended family and you do what is necessary for the village and your whole family. So anything that comes up with the family, you are involved Mm. into that. And it's a way of passage going into before, I think going way back when it first started, it actually came from Fiji. That's where it sort of started. And then there were like two sisters and then we came up with our own versions of tattoos. Mm. Some community may correct us. Um, but only the chiefs, the high chiefs within. So we have our villages and each village is represented by different chiefs. Mm-hmm. So the chiefs and their daughters, they are the ones that would only get these tattoos. Mm-hmm. Now coming into the 2022 a lot of people it's that tradition has sort of faded and now it's given to the people that really just respect and are very proud Samoans there's Mm. a lot of mixed feelings depending on who you speak to to what they think people should why people should get it like you need to be learning you need to speak the language 100%. Mm-hmm. Some people has that has that perception that, why did you get it? Because you don't even speak the language. Mm. You know, but some people get it because they are so proud of their culture. Mm. Like, this is something that I'm looking into that I would love to get because get I want to... Get the wanna, tattoos? Yeah, I want to get the malu, the woman one. Okay. Um, But there's... You know, there's a lot of traditions within that process that needs to happen. I wish I did it when my mom and my grandma were alive. Um, mm-hmm. Both of my mom and grandma did not have it, but my great aunts and mm. that do. And now with my cousins, I think it's becoming more, can I say popular? Some people might take that the wrong way, but it is becoming more, it's coming alive again within our mm. bloodline that we're taking it because we are either the oldest of the family and our parents are getting older, you mm. know. We're starting to understand our culture and our family um, needs 
and that we're willing to step up to it. You know, there's a lot of things in the Samoan culture that if it's the village, village that needs help, a family that needs help, we all do it together. Mm. You know, not one family goes out and does their wedding themselves. No, the whole family gets involved because that's how we've been raised. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's one one thing that I sort of picked up on. Um, it's a long process because you have to get someone that specialised in it. There's a whole ceremony during it. There's a ceremony after it. You know, you lose a lot of blood. There's a lot of people that are around singing, praying that mm. you get through this. There's no pain relief. You know, there's no antibiotics that you take afterwards. There's just a special massage that you have to take Mm. every single day, which is really just squeezing your legs and pulling them down, Mm -hmm. which I heard is very painful. Um, But it's worth it. At the end of the day, you can stand Mm. proud. You know, you hold these patterns for a reason. Um, And don't let anyone, you know, if you want to go out there and get in, you feel it in your heart as a Samoan that you want to do it to represent your village, to represent your family, your mum, your dad, and to hold our beautiful patterns on your body. Go do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. That's very interesting. I think we have the same in the Philippines, but um, it's that kind of, um, how should I'm just thinking of an appropriate word. Um, that kind of practice or that kind of tradition really goes way, way back because as you've said previously, only the elders and because it represents, mm. it symbolizes your, uh, your status, status. in yes, the community, correct. right? And now I'm glad to hear that it's more, it's, it's coming back, but then um, it, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong now it's uh, becoming a little bit more optional and it's not mm, compulsory yes. for younger generation to follow it um, yeah. optional in the sense that as long as you know the meaning and you honor you do it as an honor uh, to honor you your have tradition to get your family's blessings too you know you yeah. have to you have to have your village around you during that one day three day one week process Mm. yeah very good that's interesting um mm. and i would imagine that's quite painful because it's just the hammer and the and the needle <laughs> and the ink and the that's oh. it yeah but that's that's you know that's the pain that you go through yeah the sacrifice sacrifice i'm not finding the right word so thank you romi <laughs> that's really good um talking about that kind of uh how should i say that kind of tradition you know very very is it safe to say it's got a little bit of a religion kind of hint into it no i think i don't think it has any religion into it because it's about our country Hmm. um there is no nothing being said about, oh, you're Catholic, you have to do this, or you're Mormon, you have to do this, or you're Seventh Day. Um, they pray to the God, mm. um, but that's about it. There's no real other traditions as long as other 
you know, there is a settings for chiefs to come and sit there or the chief's wives and aunts and that to be around during the process. And then the highest chief within our family would turn up on the last day. But, um, but no, I don't think I've heard that if there was a big religion thing around it. No. Mm. I, I ask because, um, uh, I mean, for us Philippines, we're, we're very heavy on religion. Um, but at the same time, we're quite superstitious as well. So some of the traditions were actually influenced or I don't want to use the term convoluted, but it's more of a combination of religious belief and tradition, superstitious belief. Mm. So one, one would be, um, you know, some, some rural Philippines, we've got a lot of forests, it's like dense, you know, thick trees and whatnot. Um, and apparently if you get lost in, in nature, um, you need to turn your shirt inside out. Um, because nature uh, in the Philippines, especially the, the older generations uh, and the tribes and, and whatnot, they believe that nature uh, is inhabited by spirits and elementals, right? So some of them, they want to play a trick on you. Um, so they, you know, they mislead you when you're traveling into the forest and, and whatever. So the best solution apparently is to turn your shirt inside out um, and then uh, it will confuse them and will help you break the spell and reach your destination. Wow. Mm. So if you get lost in M5. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you're just. Pull to the side first. Pull to yes. the side. And take you off know, your shirt. Pull- yeah, keep it off, baby. <laughs> Someone will help you. <laughs> that is definitely a superstition <laughs> within the Philippines. I'll be very interested if anyone has actually felt. Well, I think it's more of comfort, right? Like you know, if you if you're if you get lost in the bush and throughout the paths and that you hear the story and it sort of gives you okay I'll be safe let me just do my t-shirt I don't know how that's gonna help you but but you know what it's saying that I remember when I was a kid like when we were playing but like when I go to to my grandmother's uh which is on the north of the Philippines and um uh, their backyard that the backyard of the house it leads to a forest right um, I mean, sometimes walk through that to go to, because um, she's got a um, uh, uh, mango trees uh, nearby. So we go sometimes when I was a kid, we go sometimes and visit and pick some mangoes. Um, but there's like thick bushes and, and um, uh, like small trees and whatever. Um, and I remember we have a saying in the Philippines, uh, we call it tabi tabi po. So that's mm-hmm. basically you announcing your presence into whoever, whatever presence it is that lives in the forest, saying that, like in translation, loose translation is like, excuse me, we're pa- just passing through, please don't mind us, or don't, ah. don't, don't curse us. Um, yeah. and, then, and then as you get home, 
um, you need to have a shower straight away or at least wash yourself just to wash off whatever that kind of hitched uh, on you on your way back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember now that we're talking about this kind of thing, I I do remember my mum would always cover the mirror. In the house? Um, In the house. Um, Like we only had... um, you know, back in the school days, you don't have the long floor ones. You had the dressing table mm. um, mirrors. And my mum would always cover it because I think there was a superstition that you need to cover it in the night because you could walk past it and a ghost might come. You might see a ghost or a spirit. But I, I do remember my mum like saying, where's the towel? Go put it over the mirror. <laughs> But didn't really dive into it, but that's all what I could think about it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that now. Like I've got like a, my wardrobe is full of like mirrors. Yeah, now we've got mirrors <laughs> everywhere in the modern in the modern countries. Like the bloody wardrobes are mirrors. Mm. Um, yeah, but I don't think that's. I don't think that there has been any superstitions that I've taken from my mum to me being a parent now like I don't do that Mm. I didn't believe in it like I just I don't cover it but I remember that since you're bringing it up about um spirits and that there's a lot like there's a lot of like now we find it weird because obviously it's the 20 21st century now like some traditions have been watered down and then Mm. we don't necessarily believe in them anymore yeah exactly oh no correction they my aunt every time I go home my aunties and uncles still wants to us especially like yeah us the next generation wants us to observe um like for example we call there's one tradition that uh up until now uh my cousins and and my my nieces and nephews are still you know uh wants to follow uh, we call it Pagmamano Pagmamano is a sign of respect to elders where you take the hand of the elder, like the back of the hand and the elder, and you put it against your forehead. Uh, okay. And you do that every time. That's a sign of greeting uh, when you go into the house or when you see them. And that's a sign of respect that they are your elders. Um, mm. So for me, when I go home uh, at my age now, my nieces and nephews are obviously younger. So every time they see me, they oh, they do take it my to hand. You they do it now. to me. You're so the elder. So it's a sign of respect that they, yes. like families, older families wants to kind of continue on, especially with the younger mm. generation, because they, you know, the, the, the logic is to, for you to respect your elders. Yeah, I love that. It's something that's very hard for me to instill. I mean, I've always brought, raised my boys you respect, respect the elders. They've always been known. One thing I couldn't stand about, like, is because I've taught them so much of that, every single report, every single meeting with a teacher or throughout their school lives and that, oh, they're such good boys. They're so respectful. Mm. I'm like, going, wow, that's what I teach them. So, yeah, that is one thing that I will continue Mm. the elders in the salmon culture are very the highest you know they hold the highest title or status 
they are respected, they are the first people to eat. Um, you take a bowl to them when they finish eating with a tea towel for them to wash their hands. Mm -hmm. They do not lift a finger. All they do is get it welcome to the house. Besides going to the bathroom, they do it there themselves. Mm. But welcome to the house, everything good comes out of the kitchen for them. Mm. But yeah, I, I love that. I would continue. We don't have like a gesture, but if you're walking, no kids are allowed, no noise when the mm. outers are in. If you're walking in front of an outer, you make sure you go down and, you know, look to the ground, bend and say, excuse me, in Samoan, which is too low. Mm. Um, do never stand, you know, higher than the elder. You always bend down to their level mm. to present whatever you're giving them. Um, but, yeah, I think we're really, that's what I love about the cultures when that whole respect thing about the elders and I try to just instill it with my boys. It's just very hard because all of my elders are in New Zealand. Mm. So they don't have much interactions with them. Um, but now, you know, we're going there every three months, I feel. <laughs> They're learning a lot more. <laughs> you know, instead of me just saying it, they can try and action it. And mm. they're like, and who's that aunt? And who's, mom, who's that? That's your auntie. Go kiss her. And he goes, but she's your auntie. And I go, yeah, she's your auntie too. And he goes, so is that your sister? And I'm like, I just shush. This is the village. <laughs> it's mm. hard to explain to the kids. Just go, it's your aunt. And then they want to know where they sit within the bloodline. Don't need to know. This is your whole village. This is my village that I'm giving to you. <laughs> mm. I think I think it's it's important for them to see visually, right? Because it's, it's mm. you know, it's okay to just talk about it and, and teach them how it's done. But then when they see it in person and see like us in action, it's very, um, uh, it's an eye opener for them. What, what I find interesting is every time I go home, especially with, with that tradition where you put your hand, you know, against your forehead, um, the gen... Z, Gen Y, mm. have, a, have a modern variation to that. Like they, you know, instead of taking the hand, they kiss the cheek, you know, so that's, uh, that's, a, yeah. that's a modern yeah. variation. I do that. Like when I go home, uh, when my mom and dad were alive, uh, I don't take their hand. I kiss them on the cheek because for, like I'm Australian, right? That's what, how we do it in Australia. Mm. That's how we greet our elders as a sign of respect and that's how I kind of brought it up and every time I do that like my when I greet my uncles and aunties um, I kiss them on the cheek instead instead of taking their hand um, so that's kind of it's still accepted it's still considered acceptable as long as mm -hmm. you you know you don't disrespect your elders and stuff like that yeah I found an interesting one in Denmark Mm -hmm. If a man or woman turns 25 and they're still single, they get splashed with water. Then they get covered from head to toe in cinnamon. What for? <laughs> well, they said it's not a form of punishment, but more just as an excuse to be silly with friends and family to highlight that you're still single. 
So it's more of a na- shame and name and shame, really. Sort of, but they like it's it's it goes back hundreds of years ago, and they still do it. It's, <laughs> but I mean, it's like to them, it's the norm, right? For me, reading that, I'm like, going, that's humiliating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want anyone to know, but 25 now is very young to get married. Yeah, you know, for the, our age now, like they're looking at 30s, everyone's career driven. Mm. Not like you know, decades ago where your job is to get married and have a family and have kids, yeah, yeah. But I think it's more of the they put cinnamon just to make you a little bit sweeter, sweeter. And, That's exactly and, my thought, too. Yeah, and the uh, people will, you know, people will be attracted to you. I don't know if you remember a couple of episodes ago, I shared with you uh, some sort of like a story about my rite of passage in the Philippines, right? So mm-hmm. um, in the Philippines, there's a tradition called pukpuk, uh, which means like in, in layman terms, it's uh, like hammer. Um, but pukpuk uh, means a different thing if we're talking about in this context. Right, so basically, pukpuk is uh, circumcision. It's a mm. form of circumcision in the Philippines where you literally just take a, uh, I think it's a device, it's like a, in the shape of a hammer and then with a knife, and then you cut the foreskin of- Is this a home job? The penis, yes. Like you're not going to the- The doctors. Wow, you're not going to the doctors. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's considered a coming of age ritual for boys, um, and it's mostly done in many rural areas across the Philippines. I have a funny story on this. I've seen my older cousin do this. Oh. No, not not the actual not the actual <laughs> ritual. I'm, I was look, watching from afar because I I can't stand blood. But <laughs> in the provinces, it's like yeah. I can see a group. There's like every summer. There's a group of boys like gathered around um, some sort of like a um, near the river or like small short falls because and there's this guy like an old, you know, elder (laughs) guy who's got that device. Right. So uh, boys lined up um, and then they take their pants off and then they just do the deed. Um, and then they jump into the river. Yes, um, yes. So that's kind of like a normal kind of business, right? So basically the young boys, they chew, they just uh, are being given guava leaves to, to, uh, to chew. And then they put it on, the, on their thing to prevent infection. Um, and the actual ritual um mm. is considered that it will contribute to the boy's development of his secondary sexual characteristics his sexual performance maybe um yeah. as well as improve his virility when he becomes an adult yeah i think we have the same similar 
like passage for the boys that they were very pro they wanted to get circumcised mm-hmm. um and yeah but that the hammer <laughs> i'm just thinking about the waterfall <laughs> the boys like it's funny because the people they get the boys they get or the men they get it um when we have beach functions, mm-hmm. you know, and you see them in their like lava lavas, which is just like a a, a sarong. Is it a sarong? Sarong. They, yeah, it's like a sarong, and they're holding that distance to. Oh, you do you you guys do that too? Yes, and they go to the okay. beach, and they yes. you know that that's the you know healing process. Yes. They don't do the guava, but they always you have to go to the beach. So you have to do it, time it to a period where it's a little bit warmer. Um, <laughs> but you go to beaches that like not too many people. <laughs> oh, but God. there's some instances that you do see, you see them walking and go, oh, poor boys. <laughs> <laughs> you just know, you just know the walk, you know, the way that they're holding their sarong. You're oh. like, oh. Um, but yes, it's very common, very common in the Samoan. I know Western eyes, they think it's, it's not an option mm-hmm. in the Samoan culture. They have to get it. They also feel like it's um, for their health mm. as well. And I know that in the Western, it's not really, yeah, they, not, they really care for it, right? Yeah, 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 it's an option yeah. um, for boys to do it. But yeah, that is that is a funny tradition. Not funny. That's it, a real tradition. <laughs> it is a real tradition. I, I don't know if this... I, I think mo- some uh, some people in the Philippines still do it, right? Like even mm-hmm. though with the with the abundance of doctors now in the Philippines and modern medicine, people still do it because it is a rite of passage. Um, but yeah, it, it's just uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a memory that I couldn't really, you know, traumatizing, right? Yeah, traumatizing, yeah. But I, I went to the doctors. I didn't do the jump and chewing guava leaves. You didn't see the old man in the village. <laughs> God, the, no. blessed, the blessed elder. I wonder if that's been passed along, that beautiful technique. Um, yeah. yeah, you wonder if they still do it back at home, right? I'm sure they do. We they do should, a lot yeah. of that. A lot of we, we keep a lot of those natural beliefs with the leaves and, mm. you know, medicines, you know, you you go to the lady down the road to massage your broken leg mm. and she's supposed to heal it. Um, we still have those home medicine. Ones oh, like, like the, the faith healers. Yes. Yes. Or us, you know, which lady to go to, to take your baby. If when the babies are born, sometimes they have like a real big bluish um, area in the back and they're sort of classic, like a newborn birthmark and I mm-hmm. think in the island culture they go oh no it's not good you know we need to do a specific massage and you take it to one lady or, or a man and they uh, have been blessed with this sort of healing power mm-hmm. and if you having trouble with getting pregnant there is another person within the village you mm-hmm. go to that person and they try to massage you and fingers crossed you know gives you something but yeah I think it's very still strong Mm. you know that 
Yeah, because I think especially, you know, in the islands, I mean, Philippines is made of 7,200 islands. So I think it's very similar to, to Samoa. Um, mm. People do go to faith healers and quack doctors because they don't have any money to go to proper doctors. Um, my mother, because she was sick when I was small, right? She, she had uh, cancer. Um, and we she's gone through a lot of doctors already mm. um hoping to get a cure a lot of it yeah it's still very alive i feel it's still very alive in new zealand you know mm. i i know that um it, it's interesting to talk about this because they you know yes while we live in a modern world now Mm. Still, a lot of traditions are being passed on. Still, a lot of traditions are being kind of observed, um, especially in you know third world countries like the Philippines, Samoa, uh, Indonesia, Vietnam. They're still very high on their culture and then old traditions that younger generations are still following. Um, and it's it's you know some traditions are good to keep. Uh, this is just my personal opinion. Some traditions are very good to keep. Um, but some traditions are really, you know, doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, you look back and go, no, that was just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, since we just touched base on the healing, Ben's actually got a healing power. My I'm Ben. Sure, I'm sure he does. Yeah. And he. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, not that kind of healing. <laughs> um, but he was actually gifted by a great or somewhat a lady um, for healing of the throat. Okay. So every time I get a sore throat, there's a special massage that he does and massages my throat and then does this circular motion gesture in front of my face. And then the next day I feel okay. Uh, but don't be lighting up on my front door. Um, that that healing is just for me and my family. I'm oh, not so sharing a, Ben around. It's ex- <laughs> exclusive only. It's a, it was available years ago, but now it's exclusive. So, <laughs> so if I get a, there's a fish bone stuck in my throat. No, so ben, not ben, that kind of one. <laughs> no, a fish just bone. More like okay. No, not that kind of. That's called choking. You're about to die. This is more <laughs> like you're getting a cold or flu, and your throat's starting to hurt. Okay. So just when that starts, that's when I go to him, and I go, "Oh, massage it." I used to laugh at him because he goes, "No, he used to tell me the story." And I go, "Oh, whatever. I know you just want to touch my throat." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he actually does. He was blessed. I'm blessed now. There you go. But yeah, that was the only only tradition. Not much on the Samoan, but yeah, interesting at um, Denmark for 25 year olds, you are going to be sweeter if you're still single and the cinnamon well, splash well, with water and cinnamon. So if I live in Denmark, can you imagine how much liters of water they're going to spray me and how much cinnamon? Every probably- year. Every, every year, they'll go, cinnamon's not working. Bring on the sugar. <laughs> Just forget the cinnamon. Bring the icy sugar. 
so in Italy, the Battle of the Oranges, every year, <laughs> that just sounded horrific, the Battle of the Oranges, every year, three days leading up to Mardi Gras, in Italy, one of the little towns there, they divide the town into nine different squads, like nine different yeah, squads, dress in battle attire, and then over the next few days, they sling oranges at each other to try and kill the other teams. Oh, that, that wasn't such a great ending. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds it's uh you have to be there like it's one of those things that you have to be there to uh yeah. to, to to make it sound or to make it look like exciting yeah thanks listeners see you in the next episode <laughs> <laughs> there's probably if if uh if any of our listeners have any ideas and other traditions either weird or still being observed please feel free to share uh on our instagram page and uh we'll we can discuss it or we can feature it on our next episode there was a big to a recent podcast um, that had expressed they had said something negative about New Zealand and about the Islander girls um, specifically to a high school in South Auckland that was all girls and questioning their gender because of their body shape Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of backlash has come up, was raised, went very viral across TikTok because he was also Samoan, this mm-hmm. person, um, and his co- co-host um, is Caucasian. And they were laughing. It was like he switched off that he was recording that this was mm-hmm. an episode and that this was a conversation that he was just having with his buddies mm-hmm. talking about the area, talking about the people. But you had to go through an edit process like we know, right? Mm-hmm. So if it didn't, still didn't register to you that it felt it was wrong, what was said, it shouldn't have been uploaded. Mm. Then there's a few other, and um, there was another one that was questioned, the voice, you know, the Australian voice competition. Mm -hmm. Then there was talks around that regarding colour. So the grand finalists were three brown people Mm -hmm. and one white person. The white person won. Okay. And a lot of people voiced their opinions and what they thought that unfortunately they chose the person that will be a lot more marketable in Australia. Mm. They chose the white person where you had three amazing 
other people they had a much better voices yeah so that's I wanted to talk about it I know it's a little bit heavy but I also just thought it's a good topic just to chat and about our experiences if we ever felt different was there a point in our lives where we thought oh shit okay I am different I want to share something with you not sure if I shared it already but I want to share the first time when I realized that I was different so in high school and I was probably roughly about 15 16 now like I've said in the other episodes you know all I was I was just happy you know I I enjoyed my teenage years I wasn't really obsessed with anything I wasn't really in drama all of that I was just I was a happy child um but in this particular incident I do not know what led up to this but all I remember was someone said to me go back to your own country Mm-hmm. And this person was Caucasian. And I ran after him. My first instance was like, oh, like, I don't like what you said. And now I'm going to come and give you a hiding. So <laughs> that, that was my first thought. And I'm 15, 16. And mm-hmm. I, so I ran after him, chased after him, but he went to the library and hid him there. And so I just stopped. But mm-hmm. that is when I realized I was different. Like there was a difference to our colors. Mm-hmm. And which made me very angry. So are they, so is this person like roughly, are they older? Are they similar age? No, this was in high school. So similar age. Um, Similar age. Yeah. But like the whole time I'm in this school, the majority of it is Caucasian, but Mm -hmm. didn't think any different. My whole circle within high school was like a United Nations circle. Mm -hmm. There was one of each representing each country. I was the person that always went for the underdog. I was the person that always stood up to the bully. Mm -hmm. I was the bully's bully in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was when I, that was the point when I really looked at skin color. And that that still pisses me off. How he said to me, go back to my own country. Because what I know now is that how about you go and find another country to fucking try to take over? Because mm. New Zealand's not your fucking country. Okay. You know? So, okay, let's pull back. So what, what <laughs> did like you... Getting angry. What did you do after that? Nothing. I, I look back at that. I don't think I sort of changed because I still had the same circle of friends. Um... But I say that, but I don't think I had a Caucasian friend in that circle. Okay. Is it uh, uh, done on purpose or? 
Is it just because what it happened? Reaction? No, 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 no. I mean, you you just said you didn't have any friends in that circle. So did you do that no. on purpose? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, it wasn't like. I mean, I would still greet, you know, the Caucasians like hi, and that. But yeah, that was a when he said go back to your own country. I was hurt. I was angry. I wanted to beat him up, mm. and I couldn't. I don't know what stopped me, um, but I I literally feel like that shook my world and that changed. Not that I hated um, the like Caucasians people. a lot more after that, but it just changed. I just looked at people differently. Mm. Like I hated him. Like I couldn't stand him because who the fuck are you to say that to me? Who the fuck taught you that I did not belong in this country? Mm-hmm. You know? Did it, who the did fuck you... are you to like should tell me that I should go back to my own country? Mm-hmm. It was just a point in my life where I then knew I was different, but it mm-hmm. didn't change me as a person. But then I sort of knew cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you, like, I I had a Yugoslavian, Croatian friend, I had a, um, one from Japan, Cook Islands, all of that. But mm. I was just saying it, mm. you know, that's your background. Oh, okay, because, you, you know, the culture side of it now. Mm. Yeah, so it didn't change me, but that's, it w- must have changed me because I keep on saying it didn't change me, but I'm like going, those words would change someone. Yeah, that that um, I would imagine because it's not. I understand what you're trying to 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 get at in the beginning, where yeah, you see different colors of the skin, you see different people, brown eyes, big eyes, small eyes, slanted eyes, black hair, dark hair, blonde hair. Mm. You 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 see their differences as far as physicality, but you don't see them different because you you don't see it as a color. You don't see it as a variant. No, I just thought race. it was such a diverse diverse country. Yeah, that it was. You know, I knew it was the Maori like the land, the owners. Yeah. You know, respect the Maori side, but I never knew anything else, anything other than that. Mm, because that's what you perceived as normal. So yeah. <clears throat> someone from the outside telling you in reality saying that, okay, go back to your own country, then that I would assume I, that would change. I mean, I would, if that happens to me, not that, not that I, I probably, you know, would be the opposite because I, I knew I was different. Not because <clears throat> because of the color of my skin, I knew I was different. So, so let me give me an understanding. Like, so did your so when somebody told you that you're go back to your own country, so did that switch or did that trigger something in you that you now see people or look at people differently? That you know, okay, I'm brown. He's white. He's yellow. He's green. Did that change yeah. over the years? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I understood it. I saw it, uh, but I don't don't like it. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of people have got to stop the banter stuff. I feel like that just is, is negative on its own, mm. and you you will get yourself into really sticky situations. Do you still feel um, it now? Yes. I still feel it now. There is differences, but do I put a lot of energy into it? No. Mm. Because I keep I keep myself accountable. I mm-hmm. can't control other people's thoughts. I protect my babies. I protect Ben. Mm-hmm. I protect my loved ones. That's all under my control. Everything outside of it, the outside noise, I can't control that. But I can educate. Mm. Educate my loved ones that there, there's no, it's not necessary to retaliate. But I think even day to day, going to shops, Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever been into a shop and you feel like you've been looked a certain way or there's a lot more eyes or someone's like following you around the store? Mm, yes and no. Um, my first experience was when I got to Australia because I got here when I was an adult, right? Mm. So um, it's probably my first few days. I didn't obviously know my way around yet. So I went to McDonald's to buy something to eat. Um, and uh, I was standing, like I was next in line. And, and when my I, uh, it's my turn, no one actually wanted to serve me. No one gave me eye contact. No one wanted to, like, you know, when, when you go to McDonald's, like, hey, how's it going? Uh, what yeah. would you like for today? Blah, blah, blah. No one. I stood there for like 10 minutes. No one wanted to serve me. And then they were serving the other people, which are obviously white. Um, and then there were a couple of occasions after that, um, probably because I was looking, I looked like I was fresh off the boat, you know, with mm-hmm. my attire and my getup. Um, but there were, I remember there were a few occasions, like when you go to the shop, um, they, even though you have the money to buy or purchase stuff, they follow you around. Right. Mm. They always like watching you. Okay. Is this a shoplifter because he's brown? Um, uh, And then like when you walk in the street and you are actually behind someone and you can tell that they're always looking at their back. The first thing that they're going to do is check their bags and check their wallets um, because they think you're going to pickpocket and steal their money. Um, Mm. But I was offended. Uh, I did get offended before but right now like if they do that to me now um i just give them a look and say that my clothes are more expensive than you bitch yeah you're more vocal right like you have the confidence in responding now Mm. um before it was you couldn't understand it which i think was similar to my in high school i didn't understand why he was behaving that i don't understand why they saying that I feel mm. I don't like this feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is because of now my color. Mm-hmm. So then you start going into those pubs and again, is because that whole, we came up with the word, the whole judgment, 
stereotyping? Uh, yes, yeah, stereotyping. Mm. Um, and especially it's been big. You know, the whole racism has come up. Like, it's always there. Mm-hmm. Like, when are we ever going to get rid of it? That's what I. That's what I really hope for. Like, how many more decades do we have to live in colour? I don't think it's going to go away, even though, if you think about it, right? Um, in Australia, only the a lot of companies have only introduced diversity inclusion policies within their company policies only what three four years ago Mm. but years before that if you're brown you're never going to be up for a promotion against a white person regardless how much how much studies or how much degree you have you're never going to you're never going to win right or if you're applying Mm. for a job and you're brown and you're challenged against the white person the white person will get the job instead of you you know yeah, you're but... you're only uh you're only supposed to be a cleaner or a rubbish collector or something that is not a high level job so yeah i mean we obviously both both you and i being brown uh growing up as brown and growing different uh, growing up different uh, color from everybody. Um, I remember when I arrived in Australia, it's, it's obviously a pretty white country, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's getting a little bit better, I think. Um, the younger generation don't see colors anything different at all. Um, and they don't mind that, which is, which is a good sign. Yeah, I think so too. I think a lot more education, a lot more respect. Um, and not having those conversations. But yeah, it is something that our children will have to live through mm-hmm. depending on the situation. But I think just continue to communicate education, communicate, and a lot more kindness and respect. Mm. Towards another, towards each yeah. other. Yeah, just to each other. It makes such a big difference. If it's something negative in your head, just keep it in there. It's not, mm. not, not needed to come out to the universe go and talk to your husband or your wife or your whoever about mm. it but don't there's no no need for it mm. it's actually a very very uh a broad you know there's a lot of racism in in shape in a lot of forms shape or forms mm. there's racism in in my world as well in the gay world uh, in the queer world, so uh, but we're not going to get into that today. <laughs> that's that's a topic for a different story. Um, but good good chat as always. Uh, very interesting tradition, culture, and then ventured now into um, being different, as in yes. otherwise. Yes, accepting being different and unique. Brilliant. Um, for our listeners, you can rate, review, and follow us on. Uh, podcasts are available on apple uh, google podcast and then spotify um, and you can also follow us and message us on our socials mm-hmm. on um in the room with romy and eggs with the number four at the end mm-hmm. that's our instagram our twitter is in the room with no, is it in 
with R2. Mm -hmm. And then we've also got our web page. Our website at In The Room uh, with Romaine Eggs with the number four uh, at wordpress.com. Um, and our episodes come out every single week. So hopefully guys, you tune in and uh, re-listen and relive our episodes uh, every single week. Take care, everyone. Until next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye.